I just stop it every single time you're saying something that I don't like. Exactly. That's okay, welcome back to the QW Podcast <laughs> again. This is the second official episode, and uh, I've had my guest today, Jacob Seppa, on the, f- the very first time I wanted to record, and the audio turned out terrible, so I couldn't use it and wanted to have him back. I think he's an interesting person. I this think is. so too. <laughs> <laughs> I know you think so. He's a computer science major at Boise State and just recently got a promotion at work. Oh yeah, working and, at a catering company. Yeah, and last semester became a founding father of the Sigma Phi Epsilon chapter at Boise State, so lots mm-hmm. of exciting things going on. We're just side questing at this point. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It doesn't really feel like it, but... We'll go with that. That sounds cooler. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So do you want to get into a little bit of what computer science majors actually do, what computer science actually is? Yeah. So main thing that computer science majors do, or yeah, it's just code, you know, at least at the very beginning. It's mostly just kind of like low-level coding projects just to get like a feel for it, you know? And one of the things I've noticed, because I've had friends who go through lower-level computer science classes... From different disciplines, because mechanical engineers have to take CS-121. And it is definitely interesting to see, because one of the things about computer science is it is a different way of thinking about it. Like, with physics and chemistry, there's a lot of steps and formulas in it. And, you know, so it's just pretty much very formulatic, where you just kind of, like, take step by step by step. Right. Computer science is a lot more problem-solving based and a lot more dynamic. Okay. So, like, in physics, it's like, okay, here's all these variables. What happened? And you go in computer science, and if, you know, there will be times where, like, two people do the exact same thing. Only one of them works. And so it's very temperamental, you know? And, like, there's always jokes of, like, okay, you'll either have something work, and you don't know why. And you have something that doesn't work, and you don't know why. And so... And I think it's really cool. It's like it's very dynamic, lots of problem solving. Is that something you like about it, or is that something you feel like you have to battle against? Um, I think at times it is a battle, but I think so, and I've been told that I have a good temperament for it, you know? Like, as soon as things fall apart, I'm not just, like, raging, throwing laptops across the room. It's like, okay, you know, like, we'll just figure this out. And so it kind of starts with that, and then you get more into, like, I guess the higher-level technical side. So you start with data structures, like, okay, here's all these ways you can hold data, and here are these benefits from it. And one of our projects was actually to make this data structure. Like, we made all the code to hold this data in this form. And then later we did, like, more of, like, searching and sorting algorithms, you know, being like, okay, if we want to search through this, what's the quickest way to go about it on average? And then... This class is a lot more focused on proving that these are the best algorithms, you know. It's like, given this algorithm, like, prove that this is a good one, you know, for, like, all the variables given. And then I think later in the semester, we're going to be writing the algorithms for, like, we'll be given something like, okay, give us an algorithm for it. Okay. Is that the idea, if you get a job with computer science, is that kind of the idea of what most of the jobs are, is you have to create the actual algorithm? Yeah, and so pretty much what it is, with it not being like as set as physics, you know, it just pretty much be like, 
besides internships, like actual jobs, like the problems we're having to fix are problems no one's ever had before. And so it is pretty much just like developing that. Why are yours different than what other people have had in the past? Um, because it's just like a new scenario. Because if it wasn't different, it wouldn't be a problem. Okay. And so it's kind of like that. So we would be dealing with new problems we haven't seen, new jobs we haven't seen before, you know. And then pretty much new algorithms to deal with these new problems, with this new data and stuff like that. That's cool. That it's kind of ever-growing. You're yeah. Not, you're not going to run out of a job or anything. Exactly. And I think that is the exciting thing, you know. It's like, I don't know where I'm going to end up with it, you know. Right. But, like, based on what I've done so far, I do think I enjoy it, you know? Yeah. Would you ever want to start your own practice? I don't know if you want to get into, like, software engineering or mm. some kind of design, but does that, do you ever think you'd open your own practice? Um, I could see me, probably. Like, I don't have anything opposed with being, you know, a business entrepreneur, you know? Yeah. I think one of the reasons I would is because, like, you know... Like, I've had a lot of bosses in my life, you know? It's not, like, anything against them, but, like, you just have, like, some bosses that are just, like, I don't want to say not caught up for management, but they're just, like, emotionally immature, yeah, you know? Yeah, they're not always good leaders. Yeah, like, you know, like, they get their, they let their emotions get in their way, you know? Like, their ego stops them from being the best leader they can, you know? Right. And so it's just kind of, like, one of those things you recognize. Like, I honestly, and I think getting more experience through SIGUP is like, I think I have the ability to be a good like, manager or boss or something. You yeah, know? you're good at talking to people. Yeah, and it's not only like talking with people. I think it's like, you know, you have to trust people. You have to understand, you know, like all that. And I think it is also, I would like to hope that I'm emotionally mature enough to not let my ego get in the way of things, you know. Be like, yeah. I'm able to put my ego aside and be like, okay, this is the big picture we're going for. Right. Yeah, that's the biggest part of it, for sure. Yeah, and so I think in that regard, I could probably start my own company, you know, and like run it. But I think it's one of those things I don't know what I'd do with it, you know. Okay, that was going to be my next question. Yeah, I don't know what's out there that, like, needs me to fill into it. But I think that's one of the things, as I've looked more into the computer science world, is, like, it's pretty much, like, two large factions. There's, like, the mega corporations, you know, like, Google, Twitter, Amazon, that are, like, on the cutting edge. And then there's the smaller, it's kind of like the indie community, you know, where there's, like, Linux and, like, Blender, where there's these, like, massive undertaking projects, you know, of writing a software, of writing, like, a whole 3D modeling software, and just kind of, like, doing it on your own. It's crowdfunded, it's open source. It's kind of, like, for the people, and it's something they're passionate about. Then you just sit around and wait till you get bought out. Well, <laughs> I mean, some do sell out, you know, yeah. but I mean, I think it would be cool to go more side, more so the side of like things passionate about. Yeah. But, do you have any interest in making like games or websites or what um, grabs your interest the most? Yeah, so I definitely think, um, hmm. I think I'll phrase this. Like, I think computer science is definitely good from a creative standpoint, and it's yeah. definitely one of my creative outlets. Like, in what would it be? Like ninth grade, we took like this tech class, you know, which is pretty much the grown-up version of a shop class, you know. Instead of woodworking, we have like more electronic 
based product projects. Okay. And so that's when I first got into like 3D modeling. So like we do mock-ups and like all this, you know, and I was like decent at it, you know, yeah. like there's a bit of like kind of being a natural at it, as nerdy as it is. It's like, I'm so good at modeling planes, <laughs> you know? That's but good though. I, I'm so bad at that kind of stuff. That's why I asked you, I was like, can you make a logo for the podcast? <laughs> oh yeah, I still need it. Yeah. And so with the 3D modeling, it's something I enjoyed. And then later that semester, I had the opportunity I think it was for a history class. It was just pretty much a, like, blank check final. It's like, just make something, you know? Just as long as it's good by the teacher, it's cool. Yeah. And so me and a buddy, we ended up, like, making the game. And so... Dang. Yeah. It, it was fun. He contributed, I guess. <laughs> what kind of game was it? Um, it was... Ooh. It was a simulation of the Battle of... In Tiatom or something like that? Like a Civil War battle. Oh, okay. So it's just pretty much just like a, li- a janky little shooter, you know? Is there a way to still play it? Ooh, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. That's too bad. That'd be fun. <laughs> Young <laughs> Jacob creation. Well, there are other games that I've made that you can still play. Okay. But Send them. <laughs> yeah. So... I think that was the first time, like, combining 3D modeling outside of the classroom, even though it's still for a class. It was more of, like, something fun. Yeah. And so that's kind of something I've stuck with, just, like, kind of 3D modeling for fun. And then it eventually turned into 3D modeling as an art form. Okay. And, and so it is, like, kind of a different branch of digital art. Instead of, like, drawing, you know, with, like, a digital tablet, it's more of, like, you're building buildings, you're building objects. And then you create the materials, and then you kind of, like, take a digital picture of it. Okay, that's the engineering aspect. Yeah, and it's cool, because, like, a lot of it, like, the materials are procedural, so it is math-based, you know? So it's, like, a very, like, intellectual, nerdy way of art. And that's something I've really latched onto. And one of my proudest achievements over the summer is I ended up making a poster. And it's, like, a little space scene of, like, a city, and there's a ship, you know? Like, I've been wanting... Oh, dang. Yeah. I mean, you have it hanging up at your house? Yeah. I have it up in my... Like, it's a full-on, like, 26 by 36 poster. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. Like, I've been wanting to make a poster for, like, six years. Like, that is something that's... Yeah. And I finally got it done. And it is such a surreal feeling to just look over every now and then at a poster and be like, I made that. Yeah. Um, well, that'd be the cool part of having your own practice. Yeah. Look back and say, I did all that. Mm, I think that is kind of, like, one of those things of, like... I want to do something with computer science major. Like, I feel like it'd be a disservice to myself, like my potential and everyone who's helped me along the way, to just do nothing with it. Right. So I want to do something noteworthy. The hard part so far, like with the podcast, and you'll probably run into it too if you do creation stuff with computer science, is like letting it go because it's never going to be perfect. Other people might think it is whatever, like you hear one of these big podcasts that has millions of listeners Mm -hmm. and it sounds perfect, but when you're on the inside, you know it's not. Oh, yeah. And you just have to let it go eventually. Yeah. And so I think there is just like another thing, like if I going down the content creation, I'd love to make YouTube videos, like video essays. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I think I'd love to do that. You should do, uh, you should clip my podcast audio (laughs) clips so I can have little YouTube shorts and stuff. Oh, yeah. Just of all the failed, you know, just like from the archives, Quinn and Jacob's first 
podcast, you know. I think I still have our first one. I do. You sent it to me. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's in the cloud. It's on Google. Yeah. 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 But I did delete the one that we screwed up earlier today. Oh, which one? (laughs) (laughs) The one that we were like 25 minutes in and they were like, maybe we should check the audio. Oh, yeah. Well, glad we did, you know. Yeah, true. True. Fourth time's a charm. Yeah. So what kind of jobs have you had in the past? Um, let's see here. My very first job was Albertsons. I was a courtesy clerk. And for our viewers at home, that means I'm an overglorified janitor. Ooh. Yeah, I thought I was hot shit. How do you key... glorify a janitor? Call him a courtesy clerk. <laughs> <laughs> janitor slash bagger. But I thought I was hot shit because I was making seven seventy five, like fifty cents above minimum wage. Like, please, I'm on my way to the one percent. <laughs> yeah, but how'd they treat you at Albertsons? Oh, management was terrible. I don't. Yeah, like management for Albertsons, like their whole strategy is they train their managers to like be aggressive. Like that like is, towards the employees? Just like in general, I guess. Okay. I don't know. Like they want like a very like aggressive and like this guy embodied it. We'll get into why he was fired. Yeah. But, so like the first time I meet him, like this other courtesy clerk, like you know, he showed me around, it's like, Oh yeah, here's like the back it's the office, you know, and this is where Ed's office. Uh, oh, I don't know if I can, like, dox it. Eh. <laughs> we can crop it out. We can just bleep it out. Yeah. Yeah, and so anyway, he's like, oh, here's where his office is, and this guy's, like, he's just, yeah, like, he's pissed. Like, first interaction, he's like, it looks like fucking shit in here. Like, get me a fucking mop. Dang. I'm like, okay. But we're making 775, so we'll just have to suffer <laughs> On through. On top of the world. Yeah, it's like... It's not a lot of better options out there, you know. You get that nice store discount, too. No, yeah, 10%. Oh, really? Yeah, and That's you also got like 10%, 10 cents off a gallon of gas. Oh, I didn't even know Albertsons had gas. Yeah, they're partnered with... Yeah, they have a whole gas station on the one by the high school. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. And I think Chevron's partnered with them? Maybe. Maybe. But yeah, so he was aggressive. Um, definitely a creep. He once fired the florist and then asked them to rest up work the rest of their shift. <laughs> they did not. I respect that. Um, he'd also vape. Like he'd just stick his head in the break room, blow a cloud, and then like leave. And I'm like, I at least respect. You know, it's like there's something to respect there or something. Maybe. One time we were like closing, and he was talking about how he's gonna go buy a gun. Oh, dang. Yeah. I wanted to show up the next day with a dude like that. I know. But, so I eventually stopped working there, and I realized we had a new manager. And so, like, I asked one of the coworkers, is like, why did he get fired? You know, like, what happened to him? And so, like, you know, they lean in, and they're hushed, and they're like, pretty much, it's a fireable offense if they find security footage of you snorting cocaine and waving a gun around. Oh, there you go. Hold it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, well, I was not expecting that. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. At work. Mm-hmm. Respect. Yeah, I'm like, okay, well. <laughs> missing all the fun stuff. Yeah, no kidding. He didn't even offer. I know. Weak. Honestly. That is bad management. Yeah, it's like I thought we were a team here or something. Yeah. You're supposed to be a family. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't even think they preached that. <laughs> So, what was the next job? Let's see here. Next job 
Um. Hmm. Is that Home Depot after that? No. I think working for the book fair. Like I did that for a summer. Like the Idaho book fair. That's a thing? Yeah, like in elementary school, the book fair would come. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, Scholastic. So like, yeah, so like those people, you know, so like we'd load up carts, you know, and we'd set up book fairs. Do you I, work? Like, how often did you work? It was just like for a summer. I guess it couldn't have been the summer if I did book fairs. That's why I'm so confused. You don't even know if you did them now? Well, I know I did. I did book fairs, but I honestly forgot I had this job until I was driving past a school and I saw a book fair sign. I'm like, I completely forgot I did that. Was How often? Was it like once every couple of weeks? Mm-hmm. Okay. I was like, I only like, remember maybe one a quarter. Yeah, but it's all the schools in the district. Okay. So we just kind of go from school to school to school. Okay. When it's book fair season. Yeah. But yeah, so that one, that one was all right. Dude, the book fairs were awesome. You go on, I got one of those huge erasers one time, <laughs> and it lasted like years. Like this was... It just said big mistake on it. It was like a <laughs> foot long. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. No, I think I've seen that. Yeah. I think that was ninth grade about when I worked for the book fair. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. After that. I thought you worked at Albertsons after that. It doesn't matter. No, because I think I did Albertsons in eighth grade because it was like right when I turned 16. That I got you turned stuff. 16 in eighth grade? That my math might be a little bit wrong. Yeah, I feel like we're mixed up somewhere in here. But anyway. When did I turn 16? I would have been in high school. Yeah, okay, maybe book fair was first. Because you worked at Albertsons when I knew you, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I don't remember you working at a book fair. Honestly, I didn't remember either. Like, I just completely forgot I worked at a book fair. (laughs) Okay, so book fair. I feel like I'm doing a podcast with Theo Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just make shit up, you know? Yeah. Makes it interesting. <laughs> okay, so book fair, ninth grade, and then high school, Albertsons. And then my next job after that, besides, you know, like mowing lawns and like stuff like that. Right. Um, then it would have been Home Depot. And I ended up working night shift. Yeah. And I almost did it. Because I was applying for jobs, you know. And then I get, like, a notification. Like, Home Depot is, like, requested your application for, like, a job or whatever. And I was originally a window and blind associate, you know. Oh, nice. And it said $13 an hour. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I got to cop that, you know. Like, double what I... Depot, yeah. yeah. Like, double what I was making. At Albertsons? Like, I'm moving up quick. Dang, yeah. And so I go in for an interview, and I'm, like, meeting with this guy. And he's like, okay, we have two positions open. One of them would be the garden section, and then the other one would have been night shift. Like, a official terms, like, overnight recovery team. Okay. I always thought the garden would be cool. Yeah. And so, like, he kind of just, like, talked about both of them. Because, like, they wanted to hire me. It's just, like, what shift I wanted. Mm-hmm. It's, like, garden, you know, like, the main difference would be night shift would be consistent hours. Like, it is Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Or reverse 9 to 5. So, you start at 9, okay. get home at 5.30 yeah. in the morning. Like, those three days every week. And then garden, it was a lot more, like, up in the air. You know, it's, like, you know, because, like, 
when they say flexible schedule, that means flexible for the company. Like, you're going to work some terrible hours. Yeah. And so, I was on the fence, because also, overnight, paid $2 extra. So, I'd be making $15 an hour. Mm. Rich which, now. Yeah, when your first job is seven seventy five, fifteen like, sounds pretty sweet. Fifteen's a good deal. Yeah. And it's during the summer. And so it's kinda on the fence. And if I would have made the decision right there, I would have gone garden. However, there was a store accident, the manager had to like go do first aid, like an associate cut themselves on something or something. Okay. It's so, like we'll figure this out later. Yeah. So I was able to go home and like think about it. And I'm like, you know, night shift. Why not? You know, I'm young, it's money, it's consistent scheduling, so I'd still be able to have a summer, because mm-hmm. I could plan around it. And so, I eventually went night shift, which honestly was great. I don't think I'd go back and do it again, just because there's better opportunities out there. Right. But at the time, it was so much fun. You know? Because, like, it's like a personal Groundhog Day. Every day you come in, there's just a whole bunch of pallets with boxes. No matter how many boxes you unbox, there's more boxes the next day. Yeah. But, like, you just pretty much get a pallet, open it up, put in headphones, you know, listen to, like, audiobooks. That's cool. Yeah, I crank through audiobooks. <laughs> a bit too That's fast. That's probably not what the other guys there were listening to. <laughs> well, there are a few ones. We'd always play this game when, like, new employees came in. If they weren't college students, they were either ex-Air Force or ex convicts yeah and so it's always fun like trying to see which one they were you know? <laughs> like see what like slang they drop you know like okay you probably get some cool stories either way though oh yeah no like wonderful group of people like yeah honestly some great co-workers how and, were like, the bosses at home depot they were pretty good so we had two like one was like the group and then one was like the overall manager Overall manager, he didn't, like, interact with us too much. And, like, for the most part, he was good. Yeah. But the other one was a really great manager. Like, he trusted us. He was there, you know. Like, he was great. Very That's good. cool. Yeah. And one of my coworkers, he works at Boise State now, but, like, he was a really cool guy. Like, he was, like, just out of college. Oh, okay. But, yeah, so met a great coworker through that. Um... The lighting section at Home Depot, when it's turned off, is a surreal experience. Oh, I've never even thought about that. Yeah, like just all the like the glass, you know? Soothing. But not as soothing as the garden section at night when it's raining. Yeah. Like... I haven't been there at night, I don't think, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I opened a whole bunch of times. Yeah. And we get there in the morning and it's all dark and it's raining. Yeah, that was Yeah, cool. like vegetable misters at grocery stores is like one thing. Mm-hmm. It's just like that to a new level. Yeah. And it is like soothing, you know. Yeah. And then the other cool thing is like you'd always drive home to a sunrise. Which is actually cool. Yeah. So like it was great, you know. Like I, So I guess I always ran into, we weren't at the same store though. Mm-hmm. But I always ran into the overnight crew when we get there to open. Yeah, because you guys would show up at like 4.30, right? Or something. I think it was more five. Oh yeah, you show up at five. I think we leave at five thirty. Yeah, yeah. Were you part of like the Met Met team or something? No, no, no I wasn't Met. But uh, no, I was just sales sales associate for uh, plumbing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Once you get the hang of it, it was actually pretty easy. The only, I mean, that we had. I guess you spent time in the plumbing department, but yeah. you know, all the pipes and all the boxes are labeled. And it says, like, okay, this is half inch, and it's in a blue box. or mm. I can't remember the colors now. Yeah. But it's labeled basically twice. 
And people would still come in and be like, can you tell me where the half inch bucket is? It's like, oh my god. Yeah. That's so, the other good thing. I didn't deal with customers. Oh, yeah. Some of them were cool, and I definitely, like, on the clock, spent a long time talking to some cool customers. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, there were some contractors there that were not super nice to us. The contractors that know what they're doing are great because they, they know what they're there for. They just yeah. leave you alone. But the people that don't know what they're doing are actually the worst because they get frustrated. They expect you to know even though that's not really your oh, job. Oh, yeah. That was like the weird thing. Like we'd interact with customers because we'd come in like 30 minutes before closing. Mm-hmm. So we would always get like the late night okay. customer. And like it was one of those weird things they'd ask me. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I go to high school. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's I, like I'm not going to know more than plumbing. Yeah, more about I know plumbing than you. zero building codes like i would violate (laughs) so many osha violations if i help you out right now (laughs) like it would become a checklist at that point oh we had the the sprinkler department was in our section Mm. and i worked there all summer so it was like people were coming for sprinkler parts Mm. and i knew how to help them out pretty Mm. much but sometimes people would come in and be like completely ask me how to get a sprinkler system from scratch I'm like, I don't even know where you're getting your water from. It's like, I don't know what's happening. Do you have a well? Or like, yeah. that's the level of my expertise at this point. But we had uh, a couple older guys that were much more helpful than me. So yeah, that was nice. Yeah. And they're always happy to help out too. If I have a question, I ask them. They were super cool. Yeah. So Home Depot was good. And then I left Home Depot on academic leave because that's when my freshman year of college was starting. I didn't work my freshman year just to get, like, my bearings on everything, you know. Yeah. And then summer rolled around, and I ended up working at Lucky 13. Okay. Pizza place. That's gone now, right? Um, no. They're back open. Oh, they are? Yeah, under new management. Okay. But, so, I worked there. I think pay was, like, $8 an hour. But we got tipped out. And during the summer, it was good money. Yeah. So you've had a bunch of jobs. What did you like or dislike about all the different bosses you've had? Um, Lucky 13, it was a stressful job. But I do well under stress. So, like, it was pretty much one of those things. You'd show up for work, you know, like, right before a rush. Because that's the way it was scheduled. You know, you'd, like, help out for 30 minutes. And then just, like, a dinner rush would hit and it'd be like three or four hours and you're just making pizzas after pizza. actually i started up front end so i'd be like bussing tables you know okay and then i got moved to the kitchen thankfully i definitely enjoy the kitchen a lot more but it just kind of be like four hours straight where you're just like working like we didn't really get breaks that's kind of nice though it goes by way past yeah it was taxing to just kind of like come home exhausted yeah but the pay was not it was pay was worth it Okay. But coworkers, absolutely some of my favorite coworkers I've ever had. Oh, that's cool. Like, they were all great, you know. I've only had one food service job. I worked at Domino's. And you didn't work there long, did you? No, not too long. That was uh, maybe three or four months, something like that. Mm. Can't remember why I left, but those were not my favorite coworkers. <laughs> Yeah, and so then we were given eight days notice that it was closing, you know, lost their jobs. I bounced between a few jobs at that point, you know. I think, oh, what was it? Last year, I think I filed seven W-4s. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
Lots of paperwork. No, thank you. Maybe. I have not had seven jobs, that's for sure. Well, I don't have seven jobs. I just filled out the paperwork for them. Why didn't you have them? Like, um, the disconnect? Well, I tried interviewing at Kohl's because I needed a second job, but um, that wouldn't work with the schedules. Because, like, this guy came in, and he was, like, the most positive, passive-aggressive person. He's like, hey, Jake, my name's Dan. I'm the one who interviewed you. I was looking at your hours, and this isn't going to work for us, you know? Oh. Like, they wanted full-time availability for a part-time job. Oh. And the only reason I considered them is because they helped with tuition. Okay. And what, basically, they wanted me to do was to unload trucks at 5 in the morning for $13 an hour. And I'm like, now I can make more at Home Depot. Yeah. So that didn't work out. Doing the same thing. Yeah. Um. Few places around, just like food service jobs, still. Um. One of them was like a little bakery, cafe, whatever. They were cool people, you know. But I don't have. I'm not a morning person. Yeah. Other one was like this bagel shop. And I do like a good bagel. I, yeah, I'd be excited for it, but that's the thing is like school's coming up and it's like it doesn't fit with my school schedule. Okay. And so Oh, yeah. So I I also worked at a steakhouse. Oh. I I was excited for it. Like I thought it'd be a great job. You know, like evening tips, you know, I can move up to the kitchen. Like I honestly thought it'd be great. It was miserable. I was a hostess. Really? Yeah. Host. Host, yeah. I don't know. I felt like a hostess. <laughs> People are hitting on you all the time or something? No, I didn't. It'd be great, you know, just like an evening job. You know, you get tipped out, you move up to the kitchen. But, dude, I was, like, just stood at the front desk, like, making $9 an hour, and I just stood there. Like, I was losing my mind. Dang. Doing nothing. Like, I did jack shit. And so, that sucks. Oh, yeah, I was miserable. I quit that one pretty fast. Was it just overstaffed? Did you have too many? No, it just wasn't busy. Like, oh. it just... And then they're like, oh yeah, with like getting tipped out, we make around like $12, $13 an hour. I'm oh, like, no. oh god. I'm like, nope. Out of here. And like everyone there was high schoolers, so I'm like, I'm overqualified. Which steakhouse? Um, Lock, Lock, Barrel. Yeah, I don't even know where that is. Downtown. Okay. But yeah. So that one was bad. And then... I got a job at the, whatever, on campus for the food or whatever. What did you do? Did you work at BRC? No, I was going. So, pretty much one of those things, I figured, oh, they'd be flexible with my school schedule, you know, the understanding, I think it'd be a great opportunity. Go there, they interview, they're like, we'd love to offer you the job. Come another day, fill in the paperwork. They're like, okay, yeah, just like sign in like with this or whatever. I go home, try and sign in. Like, I was never given a password. I tried calling them, texting them, nothing. Like, they just straight up ghosted me. (laughs) And I'm like, this is karma for, like, quitting, like, four jobs in the span of, like, two months. That's pretty funny. And so, but the weekend that happened, like, I almost, like, called or, like, went in or whatever. That's when I got the opportunity to work for the catering company. They're like, hey, we have this weekend event in Stanley. You want to come? And so I did, like, an overnight event, and Stanley... That's pretty sick. Oh, it was so much fun. Like, it was a wedding. It was great. Fantastic wedding. It was a lot of fun. How does that work when you... Because you, you're hourly for that company, right? Yep. So what happens when you stay the night? Do you get paid the whole time? No. So we get paid to drive up there, work the event, and then once we head back to the hotel, we clock out. 
Okay. And then we clocked back in while we're driving back. Stanley is beautiful. I love it. Yeah, no, it was a great experience, you know? And then there was also a concert I ended up going to there. I think you told me about that. Yeah, yeah. Shane Smith and the Saints, like, they have some bops. <laughs> like, that was so, oh my gosh. And so, like, it was just like this that I, like, said yes to on a whim. I was like, this is great. They love yeah. me. They offered me the job. I've had a lot of great experiences with it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Is your boss good to you there? Um, let's see here. Going back to your question about management from all of them, you know, Albertsons obviously wasn't great. Book fair, I don't remember it being like anything. I barely remember the book fair, honestly. Like I honestly, you don't even remember when it was. We established that ninth grade. That's what I'm going. (laughs) And the only reason I can tell you that is because I remember listening to a song when I was working there. And it reminded me of the girl I was talking to at the time, which would have okay. been 9th grade. Like, that's, oh, that's, that's my reference point. Deep connections. Exactly, yeah. So, ninth grade, don't remember much. Albertsons, absolute mess. Home Depot, kind of half and half, where, like, one was good, one was, like, yeah. Okay. Um, and then Lock, Stock, and Barrel. I don't know. Maybe they lied to me or something. Maybe I've had they... pretty good luck. My... When I worked at Home Depot, I actually only worked with my department manager like one or two times Mm -hmm. because we had um, one of the guys at the pro desk quit. So he was up there a whole bunch and it was when they were doing inventory overnight. So he was working overnights a whole bunch. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we just did our thing for Home Depot. It was cool. Pretty chill. And then, yeah, the window cleaning company, I mean, I just had good luck really. All my bosses... It makes a big difference when they actually, like, listen to you. Oh, and you yeah. give them feedback and they actually take it in. Mm. Which was cool. If, uh, we'll give Adam a shout-out <laughs> when we texted him last week. And we're, he was like, do you guys actually think we need a meeting today? And we also mm. know he's like, all right, no meeting. Oh, so yeah. I really appreciate it when people do stuff like that. When yeah. you actually ask for your advice and take it. Yeah. Like, and then Lucky 13, that was a mess. Like, <laughs> management... Not, yeah. Coworkers are the only good thing about that job. Everything else was unbearable. You gotta own your own. Yeah. Get your own steakhouse. I'm guessing. (laughs) And then this one, management I would say is good, all things considered. Like, it is just like a small company that's like started to gain traction, you know? Like, we're definitely, we're doing well, you know? We're definitely becoming more prestigious, you know? Do you think you'll stay with them for a while? Um, if an internship came up that was relevant to my field, I'd go for it. Oh, okay. That's fair. So it's like one of those things. It's like, it's nice to have, they're great people, you know, I love working there. But like in terms of management, it is just kind of like, they're still trying to figure things out. Okay. And so there's like a bit of things like, this doesn't make sense, you know, there's like a bit of power struggle a little bit, you know, like they're still trying to get stuff settled. And then, like, recently, like, my two favorite co-workers left. Oh, no. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, no. No go. No go. And it's like, there's a lot less keeping me here. Yeah. So I think, yeah. I'm like, for a while, I loved my job. Like, during the summer, it was fantastic. But, like, it's just pretty much been, like, shifting more towards just, like, me just packing you know yeah so like there's a lot less interaction a lot less like enjoyable shifts you know it's become like a bit 
tedious, you know? Yeah. And like, there's nothing wrong with tedium, but it's like when it's just me, you know? It's like, if you spend more time at work than your family, you know, you should have good coworkers. And if not only my favorite coworkers left, but I don't even have coworkers half my shifts, you know? Like, it's a very isolating experience. Not a fan of it. Can you, uh, maybe talk about what you've learned starting up SIG up? Switch gears a little bit? <laughs> yeah, so with being a founding father, yeah. I've learned that the fraternal and Greek life structure is just like, no one really knows what they're doing. It's a shit, <laughs> sh- it's a shit show. <laughs> We're trying our best. Like, everyone's trying their best. Like, they're just kind of going through it, you know? And it's kind of fun, you know? Just yeah. like We're just figuring it out, you know? Yes. Yeah, 20-year-old dudes that are working and going to school. Oh, and yeah. And then to, like, learn that, like, we're a pretty successful one in the grand scheme of things, it's like, okay. Yeah, because they went to, our exec board went to California, and they were like, oh, man, we're kicking ass. Yeah. So like we are. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah. So it's been a lot of fun to just kind of, like, figure things out. Yeah. Do you think you'll try to take on more of a leadership position next year? Um, I think, hmm. Because you're in two committees right now, right? Just the one. Oh, just one? Yeah. I kind of thought you were on standards. Nope. Okay. I mean, like, pretty much everyone in exact offered me a position, but I only took them to. Okay. So you think you'll run as, uh, you'll try to be a VP for something next time? Maybe. Um, like, because I don't think Adam's running again. Like, if he appointed me, like, I think he'd be a good yeah. successor. I kept then trying I would. to... I kept trying to get him to run for president, but he's going to try to graduate early, so I don't think he'll yeah. even be eligible. Yeah, so I think one of the things is, like, I don't feel like I hold enough sway within the chapter, you know? like To get votes? Yeah. People know who you are now, because when you, you ran for stuff the first time, but you were, like, pretty new to the oh, chapter. Oh, yeah. But we've had so many guys join after you, it's like, I mean, the the... Older or the people that have been there the longest have gotten to know you, and the new guys know you because you've been around. Yeah, and you're you're their sigma leader too, so the young guys know you. Yeah, but see, the thing is, the people in Phi don't know I'm a sigma leader. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They didn't even know I was a Phi leader until like this last weekend. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so I think it'd be one of those things if I felt like it'd also be like a huge time commitment. Yeah. I think that's the other thing. Like, I would love to, and I think one... Yeah. Like, if I felt like there was a position that would be best filled by me, I think I would run for a leadership position. Yeah, that makes sense. So, you were kind of like me. Neither of us were really, and a whole bunch of other guys in our fraternity, were not interested in Greek mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And that just kind of came about. Mm-hmm. So, what are some things that you like about it that you didn't think you would? Um, Pretty much... A lot of it. Like, I would honestly say, I'm not sure if I'd go as far as my life, but I would say, like, joining SIGAP is one of the best decisions I've made. Dang. Like, you know, so much good has come from it, both from, like, a personal and social and, like, you know, just, like, in all regards, it has been great, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, the first event we had, I ended up meeting Matt, you know? Matt's and a homie. He's a great guy, you know? I need to reach out to him again. But, you know, like, I met so many great people because of it. Um, Like, it's, it's the reason I'm talking to the girl I'm talking to now. Like, that wouldn't have happened sure. without it. Um, But not only through the people aspect, like, the personal aspect is it's allowed me to kind of push myself now. Like, yeah. 
the amount of public speaking I've done because of it is like incredible. You know? Yeah, that's true. Like, I used to be a shy kid when I was younger. You know? It didn't help that I had a speech impediment. And so, like, speak public speaking didn't happen a lot. You know? Yeah. I, like, got a bit more confident as I got older, you know? But, like, more in, like, one-on-one, you know? Like, if someone was, like, one-on-one, I'd be vocal. Um, but, like, as college went on, I got more and more. And then I went and, like, ran for, like, leadership positions, you know? Like, that was five speeches. Yeah, you killed the speeches. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I was serious enough. I think I was too informal with That's it. That's 100% true, yeah. Oh, yeah, which I feel like is me, you know? Like, I don't be serious a lot, you know? It's like... I think you're doing great on the podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, like, not only that, but, like, also because of it, that's when I ended up being an MC for, like, the volunteer position, you know? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't volunteer if we didn't have that, you know, like, if they didn't push us to volunteer, be a more active part in our community. Like, I wouldn't have done that. Yeah. And even before SICAP, if I had to volunteer, I'd probably be like, oh, I'd be a judge or something. But, like, based on the experience, it's like, you know, I've done public speaking before, you know? Mm -hmm. Honestly, the worst public speaking, uh, or, like, the most embarrassing, I would say, is, like, doing karaoke in, like, this small Mexican restaurant in the southern tip of Illinois. You did it? Yeah. Dude, you've been to southern Illinois? Uh, yeah, just outside of Metropolis, where Metropolis is the southern tip of Illinois. Okay. I'm from Southern Illinois. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Was yeah. that on your way to, where'd you go, Tennessee or Kentucky? Um, landed in Nashville, drove up to Illinois. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. But, yeah, so I have a video on my phone of the most shaky, pitchy version. <laughs> what song did you sing? Um, I did... Friends in Low Places and Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Oh, yeah. Like, dude, I'm, like, shaking. My voice is quivering. You know, it is, oh, my gosh, it's a mess. Karaoke is not easy to do sober. That takes guts. <laughs> yeah, but it's just kind of, like, one of those things is, like, I wanted to do it. I was, like, yeah, it was fun. But it's, like, kind of one of those things is, like, with that experience and then running for, like, the exact positions is, like, I gained a lot of confidence like in public speaking and so i was like you know what being an mc sounds fun that's pretty cool i'd have a blast and i did it was so much fun you know like, yeah we're like you did a great job you know like so you've grown up so much since i met you <laughs> oh yeah back in eighth yeah no a lot has changed since then yeah so what would you if someone was maybe interested in group life but not sure what they were looking for what what would advice would you give them? Um, part of the advice that I got from Chase, because it was, he did post like the general question of like, what is it that you want? You know, yeah. just like from life, from this college experience, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I listed like all the things at the time I was wanting. And he was honest with me. It's like, you can't get all that from Sigup. You know, like it can only be a portion of that. Yeah. And so. I think it'd be like, you need to know what you want and you need to be willing to give SIGUP the chance, you know? Yeah. And you have to be doing like more than just the fraternity. If that's all you're doing, people are going to see right through it. Yeah. But I think one of the reasons I joined SIGUP is because like, you know, like, yes, technically by a legal standpoint, I have a brother, 
except he is seven years younger. So it's never felt like I have a brother. It's more of a, I have a brother to raise. You know, because like growing up, he's always the little child you have to like play with and raise. You know, yeah. like he's still young, and so it's more of like I'm always there for him, but it's like he can't be there for me. Yeah, because like part of it is like he doesn't have the experience to support me, right. and the other part is like I don't want to tell him what the world is like. You know, like I don't want to be the one to break it to him. But, like <laughs> all this pain is out there, you know. Yeah. So like, yes, we are brothers, and like he's been great. But it's like there's never been that like brotherly support. Yeah, that and makes sense. So that is part of the reason why I did end up joining SIGUP is to actually get brothers. Gonna make a grown man tear up. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like you are brothers with all the guys in SIGUP? Or do you think that's kind of like maybe brothers too strong of a word? I'm not sure. Because if I'm being honest, I don't know what being a brother to someone means. You know? Because like, I don't have a frame of reference, you know? I didn't have a lot of people I wouldn't say I was close to growing up. So, like, I'm not sure what my frame of reference is. But I think the people I have interacted with, you know, I would say everyone has, like, my best interest in mind and would be there for me. Right. And I think some people have gone, like, above and beyond to show, like, you know, brotherly love. I do my best. (laughs) (laughs) You do pretty damn well. (laughs) But... So yeah, I wouldn't say I'm brothers with every single person, you know, on like a deep, intimate level. Right. But I think I'm making steps with what I have, you know? like I'm People still... don't realize how much work it is to have a circle that will actually help you when you need it. Like everyone talks about having, like they want friends that will actually help them and be there when things are bad. Mm-hmm. But it actually takes work. Like you have to put effort into it. Yeah. It's a grind. Oh, it is. I'm... So, yeah, we're making good progress, I would say. Yeah. Other than your failed brotherly love meeting. (laughs) That worked out. That worked out. We've. That's true. You made up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm good at repairing things. All is well. All is well. All is great. Guy, like, guy to guy, usually it does usually end up working out. Oh, yeah. No, it's just pretty much just like, yeah, let's just take a quick chat outside, you know, and being like, how's it going? It's like, good, good. It's like, we chill. It's like, we chill. <laughs> We're good now. You know, and that if it's really intense, you just throw hands for a bit, and then you're good. Yeah. That's yeah, because nothing's more humbling than getting your ass kicked. <laughs> In boxing or chess. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah, chess is like the inner intellectual fighting. Oh, yeah. You can say nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's nerdy because there's no, people no. that aren't nerdy that are pretty decent at chess. Oh, yeah. No. Well, maybe it is. Yeah. I think part of me wants to just kind of like hold myself accountable, which is, I think, what Up has also helped with. You know, it's like kind of striving to be the best version of myself. Yeah. Like, I'm curious. If I put my mind to it, like, how good at chess could I get? I'd say six or seven out of ten. Yeah. How good do you think you could get? I don't know. You Uh, think you could make money playing chess if you really put time into it? I think I could make at least money once, you know, either by like hustling or like a tournament. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I could see you hustling for sure. You put on like this persona like you don't care. Dude, I'd love to be good enough at pool to hustle. Yeah. Oh, do our pool games last weekend were. No, that was like a week ago, right? Yeah. That was brutal. 
<laughs> we had the longest pool game ever. I know, but we started learning, you know? Like, we were mm-hmm. able to hit balls with other balls, you know? I don't know who we is, but I felt like <laughs> I pretty much sucked the whole yeah. time. Yeah. I don't know, my team. Yeah. You did pretty well. Did you? Um, comparatively to when we started and when we finished, okay. I would say okay. massive improvement. That's fair. I thought you meant maybe to the other We team. did win one. Yeah. Oh, because I scratched the eight ball, right? Yep. Yep. That sounds about right. Yep. <laughs> That's my move right there. I scratch eight balls <laughs> or hit the eight ball in yeah, all day long. Didn't tie up in bowling, scratch the eight ball. Like, it was, it was rough. Oh, for dude, me. I was close to pulling it off in bowling, though. Yeah, but, but they we, got a spare, and then they got more. Yeah, but we went on uh, Saturday. We went to Meridian and bowled, mm. and I pretty much dominated there. It was pretty <laughs> sick. Yeah. I was spinning it. Oh, you didn't go to any of the bowling events, but... Uh, our brother Reggie, he mm. spins the crap so it curves. You know, it does a little gutter kiss and comes oh. back. And I was doing that the second game because it's a lot easier on my shoulder. Yeah. But it was pretty sick. It was pretty fun. I respect that, honestly. Yeah, so shout out to Reggie for showing oh. me the way. Oh, yeah. No, he's great. Yeah, he's pretty cool. A lot of great guys there. You know? Yeah. You're going to try to play any intramural sports? Is um, there intramural chess? I don't think so. That would be cool. I don't even know if there's any chess clubs. There's got to be a chess club. Maybe. I don't know. How many kids go there? There has to be a chess club. Maybe. I feel like they would be too elite, you know, at the top of the top, you know. Like oh, I just, you could compete. I'd just be like an amateur, you know. No, you they, do good. You show up with, like, your dollar store. Oh, yeah. Maybe game. that's what it'd be. I'd just, like, play it super casual, you know. Mm-hmm. But I like. That's what I'm saying. I could see you as a hustler. <laughs> yeah. But I'd probably want to do intramural soccer. Oh, yeah. That was... Was that in the fall? Mm-mm, it's coming up. Oh, okay. Because I know uh, Reggie played soccer. That's how he yeah. messed up his ankle. I think there might be two seasons. Okay. Much. But yeah, I'd love to do soccer. I think that'd be fun. be cool if we had two teams, so there wouldn't be as much pressure. But Yeah. Are you good at soccer? Um, I've been out of the game for a few years. <laughs> You'd be surprised how fast it picks back up. Yeah. Like, I started working out, hopefully, fingers crossed, be able to play baseball again. Mm. And the last day to, to play is basically exactly three weeks. I think it's 22 days I have left. Mm. And it's actually coming back faster than I thought. Okay. Once yeah. you get back at it, it'll surprise you. Yeah. So, yeah, I hope to play. I think it'll be fun. It feels good to, like, to get ready to compete again. Yeah. I don't get that from, like, I coach baseball, mm-hmm. and, I mean, it's still a little bit competing, like, you're still trying to win, but it's not the same as playing at all. No. I miss okay. being able to talk trash and <laughs> feel like I'm supposed to stand up for teammates and all that stuff. Oh, I think especially if we did with brothers, that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. I feel like I'd get pretty chirpy. Oh, yeah. If we were against other fraternities. Oh, yeah. That's the thing, like... I play, like, center defender, you know, so I'm not, like, as showboaty, but, you know, like... Yeah, I feel like now, especially in college, and especially if we have a decent team, I'd probably start talking some shit. Oh yeah, that's the best part of playing yeah. sports. Oh yeah, see if you can get under people's skin. That's how you assert dominance. Oh yeah. Do you play any other sports besides soccer? Um, I've tried a lot of them. Like I did track and field for a little bit. I tried like discus throwing and shot put. You know. Oh dang! I'm not built for those. Jacob has wheels. <laughs> what did you run in track? Um, I think I tried running a few relays, but then, like, we started getting to state, and then faster people just started doing relays. I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm good. 
Is that why you're a defender in soccer, not much of a sprinter? Mm, not like I prefer sprints to long distance. But I'd rather doing a lot more like defensive and positioning than just kind of like okay saucing on the opponent's goal. Yeah, but I'm not like a showboaty person, so that might be why. Yeah, right, <laughs> dude. You were so excited last time we did the podcast when it didn't work out. You were so hyped after it. Oh yeah, this is a <laughs> great experience. I love doing this. Yeah, it's kind of like public speaking, but easier. Because I mean, mm. people are going to hear it, but it's yeah, we'll not see like how the audio turns out. <laughs> hey, I got uh, I think last time I checked, I was at about forty listeners on the oh, first one. Wow, yeah. okay, yeah. not bad, much better than I thought it was going to do. I yeah. thought it'd be at like maybe twelve or something, and then I'd yeah. have to really grind to get this one going. But yeah, not bad. I got one in Finland and one in Rivoli. Shoot, I can't remember what other country it was. It's yeah, it was pretty weird. I don't even yeah. know how they found it. Yeah, well, for our one Finnish listener, I'm 50% Finnish. Are you? So, yeah, my dad's side is like 100% Finnish. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Are your grandparents first generation? Um, I think second generation. So I think like my great-grandfather was side. That's the one that immigrated. Okay. To like Michigan, I think. Is your family from Michigan? My dad's side is, yeah. Okay. How'd they end up here? Uh, Air Force. So my grandfather and my dad both went Air Force. Not you. Just disappointing the family. Well, my dad's whole thing is like, you know, like, he's not going to pressure us. And he'd be like, if you can get through life without going military, like, more power to you. Yeah. Like, it was the best decision he's ever made, you know, like, where he was at at life. But, you know. You didn't need that? Mm-mm. My best friend's Air Force, best friend yeah. other than you, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely been told, because I was talking to this guy in computer science, you know, like, he's ex-army, you know, going back for a degree. He basically told me, or, like, he explicitly told me, he's like, yeah, you look like you'd go Air Force. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I know, I know. I'm built like it. But like, <laughs> Chair Force. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can always go after school. Yeah. Be an officer. Or maybe I can just full-on go NSA. From a spy or something. Yeah. Counterintelligence. That'll be fun as hell. Yeah. That's like hustling 2.0. Exactly. I hustle some comms. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what I tell people. Like, what do you plan to do with your major? Lie to communists. Yeah. That's the end goal. Well, they're here. You don't even have to go anywhere. Head up to Portland. <laughs> <laughs> or anything else that anything you want to do is shout out anything else you want to talk about mm, I think that covers everything well we had we could go back to talking chess but yeah we, we're already like two hours in if you combine the the fails that we have today. Oh, yeah. how long does this take uh, minus the one box almost box. an hour okay. yeah you don't have any interest in doing your own podcast hmm not sure. There's some pretty interesting ones that have actually gained popularity. Like, they get pretty specific. Mm-hmm. I think I want to do mine just with like community leaders and business owners and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's why I was kind of trying to talk about what kind of managers you liked and didn't like no, and okay. SIGAP and everything. Yeah. But, I mean, if you did like a computer science one where it's just mm-hmm. other people with your major. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'd do computer science. Like, I don't think I'd go technical. I think I'd just like more on ask people, like get to know people. Yeah. Because there's this one list of, like, 
100 questions and like they're some of the most unique and fun questions yeah i've seen those yeah well like these ones i haven't seen before like one of them is like okay if you were a transformer what would you transform into whoa yeah like these are some of my favorite questions i've ever found do you have an answer to that um i think i'd probably go with like an old cadillac That'd be cool. Like an El Dorado, like the big long ones. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think that would be cool. Those are pretty gangster looking. Yeah. I told Griffin that I wanted one, and he was talking <laughs> mad shit about it. I think they're pretty cool. Yeah. For the longest time, I wanted a Camaro, but then I realized yeah. they're kind of pancake-shaped. Oh. Like late 60s, or like brand new? New ones are a lot more pancake-shaped. Yeah. Which one would you want, though? Have you seen Fast and Furious? Which one? First one. Yeah. That one. Okay. The blue one. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. But. Dude, they, they're coming out with another one. Fast and Furious? Yeah. Whoa. Which one are they at now? Oh my god, like 11 or 12 or something. Oh god. I wonder if it's the longest standing movie series. I feel like Mission Impossible or James Bond would probably be the. Maybe? Like, I feel like James Bond would. How many James Bonds are there? There's been like six different James Bonds, and that's without movies. Oh, there's more than six Fast and Furious. Well, no, six different individual actors who have played James Bond. Oh. And so, like... Well, I don't know if that counts as a series. It's, it's still the James Bond franchise. Then it's probably Batman. Mm. I feel like there's been, like, a billion Batmans. I feel like there's been more technical Batmans, but I feel like there's more James Bond movies than Batman movies. I don't know. We need a fact checker. I know. Hmm. Mm. Oh, you're right. James Bond is near the top. James, there's 23 James Bond films. Okay, yeah, no, that's good. That's way more than I realized. Yeah, no, James Bond have been. I would have guessed like six to eight. Mm-mm. I'm getting like a ton of ads on this website. Oh, okay. Mm. Am I supposed to shout out the website? Nah. Must I pay you? No, nobody's paying me. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I took like one much Batman to be on movies? here. Is that real? That sounds about right, because there's not a lot. So there's like the Christopher Nolan trilogy, the one that came out, another trilogy, and like maybe the Michael, Ke- and like the George Clooney one. But there's not a lot of Batman solo movies. There's 10 Halloween movies. Really? There's 11 Pink Panthers. What? Uh, if you count Marvel. That says there's only 11, but there's way more than 11 Marvel movies. We're at like 30. Yeah. There's 12 Friday the 13th. But Marvel's a franchise instead of like a series. Right. Yeah. 12 Star Treks. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about Star Trek. 23 James Bonds. Yeah. 30 Godzillas. Oh, yeah. No, totally. I totally see that now. 31 Carry-Ons. I don't even know what that is. I feel like they'd have Liam Neeson. I think that's the number. So there you go. Carry on. I don't even know. Yeah. Godzilla. Yeah, I, totally I never would have guessed those, honestly. No, but like now that you mentioned Godzilla, I totally yeah. see them. 30 is a ton, though. That's ridiculous. That's like one a month or one a day for a month. True. Yeah, that's good math. Checks out. 30. Then you put like 12 of those together and you get to next Christmas. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> 
That'd be cool to be like film producer. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, film majors and cool. Yeah. It's like I don't think it works out too often though. No. Not like computer science. You're basically a guaranteed job out of college. That's pretty nice. Yeah. I mean, not right now, because, like, internships aren't as open right now. Those with... Supplies up a little better. Yeah. Do you think you'll stay in Idaho after college? Probably not. I think one of the biggest things is, like, you know, on my bucket list, I want to travel. Like, I haven't even been out of the country before. Yeah. So I think it'd be, like, I'd love to travel. You know, like... Across the states, across the seas, you know, like I think it would be cool to just travel. And I think it'd be a really great opportunity if I got a job that allowed me to travel. Yeah, because a lot of computer science jobs are remote. Yeah, like if I could just have a remote job where I just like log in from a van in Sweden. That'd be cool. Yeah, I think it'd be. So yeah, I'd love to travel and I think it'd be a lot cooler if I didn't have an end destination. It's like, I have no... You just go? Yeah, it's like, I don't have a set place where I'll end up, you know? Yeah, that's that's pretty doable if you have a remote job. You just get paid and everything's taken care of. You don't have to pay for, like, a house or anything. I'm like, I'm not sure where I want to end up, so it's like, might as well just see the world and go, you know? Yeah. See where you feel like stopping? Exactly. You know, (laughs) I have about, like, 20-some-odd hours before I'm 20. Like, I have plenty of time before settling down. You got any cool birthday plans? Um, other than with yours truly, <laughs> no, the ones with your truly are the main ones right yeah. now. Yeah, you're not doing anything with your family this weekend. Uh, we're doing family dinner on Sunday, but I kind of have a conflict of schedules. Oh, so I'm not sure if we reschedule the dinner or if I just don't show up on Sunday to to chapter. Yeah, I was kind of thinking about skipping chapter on Sunday too. I can't remember. Oh my. Dad got uh, courtside seats to the Big Sky basketball tournament. Oh yeah, no, totally, yeah. So I might be missing chapter, but yeah. there is a Phi meeting. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think I'm running this week's meeting. So there you go. Hopefully not. Leave Mason a, to fend for himself. Yeah, he'll be all right. He'll do one on religion or something. Is that what it is this week? No, it's a joke. You have uh, your group chat out here. No. Oh, okay. Dude, it goes so fast. I don't have time to read all that crap. No, you gotta keep up, dude. Like, no, because most of it's just Nessie and Alex talking shit. <laughs> what I do is I just look to see whatever messages have a lot of reactions and read those. Oh, that's smart. Or they're saved. Yeah. So, just kind of... Do those ever get deleted, or people just constantly save them? If you save them, they are saved. Well, yeah, thanks, Jacob. Well, I don't know what else you're asking. I mean, like, at, like if they save, like, a party information thing, does that get deleted after no. a while? Like, no one goes back to delete no. it? We just have all that stuff saved in the chat? Yeah, I don't know why we save it, honestly. I guess because it's easier for people like me to scroll back through and see. Yeah. I guess that's fair. Yep. All right, well... I think we're good. Yeah, thank you for having me on. I think we covered everything in the three different podcasts oh, we yeah, just did. Exactly. Thanks for coming again. Of course. We'll definitely thanks for having do me. it. We'll do it like if there's some kind of big event. Like I don't know. Turning twenty is not a big enough event for you. Turning twenty? Yeah. No. Mm. No. Twenty is pretty boring. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, there's not real any benefit at all. No. I mean you're not a pregnancy. Yeah. Wait, what'd you say? Beat teen pregnancy. Oh, let's go, Jacob. <laughs> I guess you didn't get hours. pregnant. I have a few hours left. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm not even going to ask. <laughs> All right, well, thanks again. Of course.